0: How many people do we encounter on a daily basis? Have you ever taken the time to consider what those people are going through? The dreams, aspirations, fears, and challenges that are faced each day make every individual unique. Can our understanding, our interactions with these individuals help them overcome the mountains that are faced each and every day? We think so, because it's the little things
1: that can make a big difference. And here's Mitch and Jake.
0: Welcome to The Little Things with Mitch.
1: And Jake.
0: Jake, we're not going to beat around the bush here.
1: Exciting news. Let's uh, elaborate on it. Exciting news indeed. Uh, just officially announced, at least on our Facebook page, we have a clothing line, Mitch. I cannot believe it. We have a Little Things podcast clothing line. It is available right now. Um, we have tons of stuff on there. Uh Hoodies, uh, pullovers, long sleeves, T-shirts, shorts. There are adult and youth sizes. Um, partnered with a, a company to set us up with some gear and apparel, and, and it's officially live. So um, the link is in the the uh, Facebook group page, uh, Little Things. We'll include it in the show notes here as well too. But you can just go to fancloth.shop-stdbd, and that'll take you to the Little Things podcast it's a fundraiser we put together and, and we're super, super, super excited to share it with you guys.
0: Yeah. And I know we're going to get good support on it. We've had a lot of following on our Facebook page as well as different episodes that we have. So really excited to see our followers join along and start purchasing, uh, some merchandise and seeing it around town. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's going to be exciting to, to see the apparel around and about with everyone. And, um, we're just excited to share it with you guys, you guys, uh, Mean everything to us and continue the the thoughts and the feedback Um, but yeah we we've been waiting to announce it Mitch so we're we're, we're excited to be here
0: throughout this season we are going to be talking about things we have given up on one organization that will always be there for us in a time of need is the National Guard today's South Dakota National Guard remains strong with more than 3100 soldiers available to execute its mission the mission of the South Dakota National Guard is to provide combat capability to the war fight, security for the homeland, and provide combat-ready units in three roles, federal, state, and community. A special thank you for those serving our country from us at The Little Things. Our main goal is to show you that by appreciating the little things in life and understanding what the people around us are enduring, we can increase everyone's quality of life. The question of the day, what is something you've given up on or the answer to that question, being good enough. Yikes.
1: Jake, it's a little yucky. You
0: want to tell us what you think?
1: I think that season three continues on kind of the same course. The conversations that we've had so far, Mitch, have been been very in-depth and, and obviously have given us uh, a little bit more insight into – maybe some of the the tougher things that kids are going through, you know, each and every day through whether it's in school or sports teams or just in their communities. So I, it's episode 28 and I'm excited to dive into this one. Being good enough is something that I think all of us can relate to, um, whether it's, you know, when we're younger or growing into adulthood, but I'm curious to dive in and see what you think and see what some of our listeners think as far as if this if this cardboard confession is more internally based or externally based and and what type of expectations might have been placed on this individual so uh excited to dive in here and and we'll see where it takes us
0: and i think it's crazy to look at because first off who sets these standards i think all of us and all of our listeners have heard that our toughest critic is ourselves we hold ourselves to a high standard and when we're not able to meet that standard we we tend to struggle and we, we always do. But it always seems like when people's expectations for us exceed our standard, we try to meet that too. And that that raises some concern and some extra stress to our life too. So I think it's important to be consistent, you know, be realistic in what we can expect and what, what we can achieve and do that and there's nothing wrong with setting high goals for ourselves but we've got to meet some goals once in a while too you know what i mean
1: absolutely and i i think i think goals are important you know especially in in career you know related things but also in personal life when we're growing up and form friendships and bonds with others and eventually start a family i think goals are are important what i think is tough is the word expectation and expectation in this confession is mentioned a lot in your book, Mitch. Sometimes those expectations, in my opinion at least, are not fair. A lot of external expectations, a lot of them are uniform. A lot of them are across the board, whether it's starting out a, a career, maybe in a sales role. You know, you have your goals there within within your career. It might be on a sports team. It, it might be some expectations from others whether it be your friends or family but some of those expectations are pretty high and each of us being individually unique we're driven in different ways and we're motivated by different things and some of those external expectations i think can be a little heavy and put a lot of pressure on us um what are your thoughts on that
0: look at look at like movies look at sports movies for example you get these parents these dads that have unrealistic expectations and and what does that do to the self-esteem of that student you know look at friday night light yeah billingsley Mm -hmm. right don billingsley and 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 i this happens all the time you look at it and you think it's just absolutely asinine what you're seeing like that doesn't happen but it does it might not be to that extent but because that that's a physical relationship there i mean you see things that just don't make you comfortable but a lot of times, and not in uh, just athletics, but expectations and you know, academics, uh, uh, achievement, careers, things like that, People place expectations that, one, they don't even realize because maybe that's how they were raised. We've talked about this when you're raised like this, you're desensitized by that, and you tend to science says that you tend to you parent like your parent does right so your dad treats you the way you do that's probably how you're going to parent moving forward as well so i think jake you're absolutely right i don't think they realize it half the time but it
1: does it it, it's it's unrealistic half the time and we struggle with it yeah it's just an interesting dynamic you know for example i i've worked in a, a large corporate company and they set you know they set uniform standards kind of across the board and in sales type of role and a lot of people can interview well and then you get into that type of role that I was in at least and just people are driven differently they 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 have different goals they have different visions for their career and what they want and what's important and those uniform expectations that are set up just simply aren't fair to everyone coming into an organization like that and i know that's only work related this confession was in a school setting you know as we've talked about and i'm curious to see what position the student was in but it just got my mind churning a little bit so you get the feeling that you're not good
0: enough i think all listeners people that are tuning in uh today have felt that they're not good enough then what like what comes next uh positive negative like what do you think
1: yeah i i love this question because it's something i'm passionate about mitch i i think this circles back around to taking care of yourself first i wrote a post on this and and it's near and dear to me but taking care of number one is is of the utmost importance and when we don't take care of ourselves it it seems to to ooze out into all of the other areas of our life personal professional relationships school education etc you name it when we're not feeling ourselves and loving ourselves and and giving things our best effort and have that you know that energy about life whatever you want to call it when we don't have that other other things also uh, don't get focused on and and don't get the the energy that that maybe they need and and some of those some of those things are are tough, you know A lot of things are getting put on kids A lot of things are getting put on adults 2020 has showed us uh, just how wild of a ride uh, just a year can be And with everything that's come our way And with everything going on in the world right now it, it just saddens me, but it just shows you the roller coaster that we're on And throughout that roller coaster I just think it's important to circle back around And, and take care of ourselves Because that's the one thing we have control of you know we we can we can have our our friends and our family and some outside influence but ultimately it's our decision to take care of ourselves and choose the right path choose the the path of of learning and growth and and giving um instead of feeling bad for yourself if something goes wrong letting external expectations affect you and make you feel like you're not good enough uh and so on and so forth so I think to circle this back around, I think it's super, super important that if you don't feel good enough, first you need to acknowledge, like acknowledge what's going on, if it's actually important or not, and then two, just circle back in and take care of yourself, whatever that may be, to get yourself right first, and I think think you'll be well off.
0: And I was going to make that mention too, like don't feel bad about the negativity of this, because when you're not good enough and you feel like that, that is your first response and it can go on for a long time. And don't feel bad about that. I think that's a grieving process of it. That's kind of how we we cope with it is we, we put ourselves in this situation. And I think you need to realize that in this situation, maybe you weren't good enough. Maybe you weren't qualified enough. Maybe it wasn't a good fit for you. I think you need to think that out. Don't just automatically like, how can I look at this positive? Because not every situation that you deal with is gonna be positive. And there's a lot of things in life that you deal with that the negatives do outweigh the positives. And I think our listeners can agree with that. It's like, I I don't know how I pull positives out of this right now. I mean, I lost someone, I lost my job, you know, I my kids have been sick for three months. What what positives can come out of this? And guess what? There are scenarios that we deal with that they're there are not a lot of positives, but it's it's how you come out on the other side of that. When you've overcome it, when you've grieved, when you've dealt with all this stuff. But again, that's a rabbit hole that I went down. Here's the thing, feeling not good enough, what do we do then? To be positive, I guess the worst thing when you go out and you reach out to people, you ask favors, you, you go out and you, you do different things, the worst thing they're gonna tell you is no. I think so many times we get scared of the unknown. We get scared of rejection. I guess that's my mindset on it. What's the worst they're going to tell me is no. I used to take no so personal, like so, so, so personal. And it's easy to. We feel like that's something that we're doing wrong. That's a, that's a negative aspect on us. But in all reality, might just not be a good fit. So I guess that's what I challenge our listeners is, take risks, reach out, stick your neck out there. And the negative ain't all that bad.
1: No, it's not, Mitch. And I, and I want to piggyback off that a little bit and touch on something that you said there. You used to take things so personal when you said no. How many times have we been said no to in our lives overall? I mean, the, num- the number has to be astronomical.
0: Uh, Jake, I mean, you and I played college basketball together. I mean, that—that's all I heard at Dakota Wesleyan was no. I mean, and and we laugh about it, but really, I mean, I didn't get a look, and I wasn't good enough. Um, I lacked some athletic ability, if you can believe that. But um, I j- I wasn't good enough to play at that level at the at the varsity level, and I took that personally a lot, and it, simply because I was young and. Uh, didn't know any better. But looking back on it, I wouldn't change the experience. I had a lot of other opportunities to go out and play college football elsewhere or uh, go to college with uh, my not, you know, my girlfriend at the time, but wife now. And I wouldn't change my experience because of the people that I met. But at that time, I, I took it super personally. And I guess that that's my, my take mm-hmm. on it.
1: For the listeners, you may have your own stories as well, too, and your own experiences, obviously, with, with being told no and it kind of makes me laugh because you know when we're kids two, three, four, five, up to 10 years old i th- i think no got an early lead on on the yeses but
0: oh you're not lying by the man. time we
1: got to 10 11 12 years old no was in uh, no was in a 3-1 lead in the finals i mean <laughs> but uh to circle that back around we've we've been told no so many times it's important to not take it personal because that's just one of the that's just one of the hills and valleys. I mentioned the wild ride that we're on in life. That's just one of the the valleys. Is is here knowing, to to quote our man Rocky, it's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get back up, right? And not taking it personal is a very important part of that. And also something that I wanted to touch on too was uh, I want our listeners to go back. And if you are new to check out episode 27, excuse me, episode 17, being able to answer why. I think that's a big, important thing to look at here, Mitch, because not to give away the entire juice of episode 17, but a lot of it circles back around to faith, faith and having hope that things are going to be all right, that you're going to, you're going to make it, you're going to be okay. You're eventually going to get a yes. Uh, A lot of that conversation stemmed from that in episode 17 i think it's important to to put into context you know we're going to get told no multiple times we're going to feel like we're not good enough multiple times but circle back around take care of yourself and know that you're you're going to get the yeses and if you take care of yourself you're going to feel good enough
0: how do you overcome something like that that feeling that that overwhelming feeling it almost makes you numb that you're not going to be able to move on what's next what do you do how do you overcome it
1: I think for me and and I say circle back around to you, look inward and take care of yourself a lot, but to go even further, slow down a little bit. i've I've been a, a big advocate of this on my blog. It's just jake.com and I've wrote on a a few different topics on it, but life is so busy, mitch we've We've talked about this multiple times. Life is busy and it only gets it only gets busier as you continue to grow. And I think when you're in a rut Or where you're feeling lost You feel like the world's stacked against you The expectations are too high You feel like you're not good enough I think it's important to slow down Like really take, take some time to slow down um, Read, spend some time outside Spend some time with yourself Instead of always being, you know, distracted and stimulated And, and look back in and, and figure yourself out a little bit uh, Acknowledge what's going on Acknowledge the feelings that you're having Um, acknowledge which ones are are good which ones are bad and why they're that way and if they're that important and then just continue to take care of yourself do the things you enjoy you know in your off time and and kind of build yourself back up I think that's kind of how you get out of this rut that's how you overcome you know not feeling good enough or being good enough is to to build yourself back up and that does take some time but you got to start with step one um, you know, for me, it's 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 reading, it's writing, it's hopping on here and having these conversations with you, Mitch. It's it's going outside to the park across the road and, and shooting the old basketball, you know, here and there. It's keeping myself active. It's going back to the farm and relaxing. Like I I really really enjoy those things. And when I'm kind of in a rut or or need a boost or need a lift, that's that's what I turn to, and and that helps me out a lot.
0: You talk about the word busy. Um, I think I've made it very clear on this podcast that I don't like that word mindset you know i'm not going to get back into that again but i think a lot of times we don't we don't look in why we're doing what we're doing we don't we build a foundation we spend time doing that whether we think so or not we we have a, a solid foundation and whether that's your job whether it's your morals whether it's your family it takes time to to build that and we all have it it might be different things but we have it when i go out and speak i ask the the audience Three questions What do you want to do before you die What makes a meaningful life And what is something you've given up on The th- the three main questions that I lead In Cardboard Confessionals And students had no problem answering that it took them five minutes But I asked the adults that I speak to And I I talk to kids quite a bit too But I ask them these questions Do you know how hard it is for them to come up with these answers And it's because they never think about it What do you want to do before you die? No one thinks about that. One, because it's a little scary. Anytime you talk about death, it's scary. But no one ever thinks about it because we get too busy. That fun word, right? But that's how you overcome things like this. You go back to your foundation and why you're doing what you're doing and the direction you're taking and the vision you have. And we don't do it enough. And when you're able to do it, and when you're able to realign yourself, you go forward. Because this, not being good enough, that is a complete 180 from your direction and your vision. And that's why we feel like we're in such a rut, because that's not, that's not and I, I hate to to bring this up because I know not everyone's religious, but that's the path God put us on, right? And when we are when we deviate from that, that's when we get stressed out. That's when we feel like we're not good enough because we're not on our path that we belong on. And we have to result back to something that we're comfortable with and that we're, we're passionate about. And when we can answer these questions, we can get back on our path. Does that make any sense?
1: Absolutely. And it, it brings me to the point of it's so... It's so easy to wander off that path these days. There's so much distraction out there. Even for students, there's you know, Mitch, I know you're a big social media fan. I don't know if I've seen your your TikTok account or not, but that's pretty
0: No, we deleted that, man. <laughs> Long ago. I did one on there and it didn't work out for me, so I'm done. Unfortunately,
1: listeners, you don't get to see Mitch dance on this TikTok, but that's a popular thing among kids right now. Do you know how much time kids spend on that app? It's... I got to imagine. It, I mean, it's insane. And then think about, you know, to circle back around to this, think about expectations. Um, the outside world influence this this stigma that society is creating that everyone lives this glamorous life and has thousands and thousands of followers and is all super popular. And kids are taking in this stuff daily i mean daily and it's insane and it puts you in in a rut it puts you in a mindset and and we get scattered and and if that continues to to happen i'm a little bit scared as to where that might take us you know you mentioned the word busy you don't like that word i don't like it either i think what we talked about earlier was was priorities it's the word priority over busyness we can we can feel busy and and mind, mind scattered and feel like we have a million different things going on at one time. But that busyness is because we're trying to do so many things at once. And if we circle back around to ourselves and taking care of that, I think, uh, the priorities in our life become much more clear.
0: So real quickly, so we can get to the, the interview with our, one of our sponsors,
1: one in your life, have you not felt good enough? Oh man hundreds and hundreds of times Mitch and I think about younger years uh, you know my my ties to sports and basketball and football and losing games you know we had some pretty average teams um, I think about that stuff I I think about the the ride that I've been on and the journey out to to Colorado and Oklahoma and back you know feeling feeling like I wasn't good enough during times there you know I life was pretty, Life was pretty smooth, pretty pretty easy sailing when I was in South Dakota and North Dakota, and kind of doing my thing and surrounded by just so many great people and whatnot and when I took that leap and and just uprooted my life and things didn't go as smoothly as I planned them to and i I deviated from that path a little bit in pursuit of other things, Mitch, that's when I started to feel like you know maybe for. You know to get super real like maybe for the first time where i truly felt like man maybe i'm maybe i'm not the person i think i am maybe i am not good enough for this type of stuff you know and and i've i've been down a, a pretty dark place there but i made it out i made it through and and how i did that was circling back around to me the things i mentioned above the things i write about in my blog i i've chosen to take the the path of of growth and the path of opportunity and what did I learn from my experiences and I'll always continue to choose that path because it's it's gotten me back to myself I, I feel much more alive and exuberant and energetic just like I did prior and I did that by circling back around and creating some goals and some expectations internally for myself and then working daily you know, taking small steps, taking the little things in life towards those, those goals and aspirations and taking care of myself. And that got me uh, out of some ruts that I was in life.
0: Yeah, I'd, here's what I'll, I'll mention uh, about this and, and not feeling good enough. When you feel like you're not good enough, you won't be good enough. When you feel like you're not up to a job, you won't be up for that job. When you, when you feel like you're not good enough for your spouse or your girlfriend, or you're you won't be. Because you're setting that mindset that this is my limitation. I'm not good enough. I, I can get right there, but I'm not going to be good enough. And that's where you go. You set a ceiling. You set a standard. And you'll never overcome that. And that, that's the barrier you need to break to, to overcome that. And, and it's tough. But realistically, Jake, we, we all do that from time to time. We don't feel like we're good enough. And the people that find a lot of success are the ones to say, you know what, I might not feel like I'm good enough, but I am good enough. And I'm going to take the extra steps to be good enough. And guess what? They find success. And we see it a lot. But, Jake, we also see them not ever overcome that because they never do feel like they're good enough. Anxiety, uh, stress, depression play a huge role in that. This is, I mean, we're we're talking not being good enough. That's the basis of a lot of depression. People that deal with depression day in and day out this is like the stem of their depression is they're not good enough for the people that are around the job they have i mean and eventually that thinking and that continued thinking it leads to an increase in suicide and let's be honest it. we need to overcome that because when you're not able to to get out of that box you will never be good enough and you are everyone that listens is good enough to achieve what they want to achieve and it's it's their mindset that that gets in their way a lot of times.
1: And mindset is huge. And and what you touched on there, Mitch, was just so relevant to today's society. Where again, we're so distracted, we're so stimulated all the time. We never feel good enough. I, I think of a couple things. One is is a book I read that I'll recommend to literally everyone that's listening right now, and that's called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle and what he talks about in that book among other things is is being completely present which is kind of a reference to the main title of the book but more importantly in there kind of setting setting your own spe- expectations setting your own influences setting setting yourself up for success by doing stuff that you care about and that you're passionate about anxiety and depression is is continuing to grow in the world that we live in today And a lot of it stems from not feeling good enough, whether it's unmet expectations by others, not having enough followers on social media, not getting enough likes on a Facebook picture, um, being in a job that they can't stand. Um, Then they come home and instead of of maybe working out or reading a book or spending time with their kids or doing something that would actually move them forward in life, instead a, a lot of people go home and turn on Netflix and watch it for the remaining seven hours and then repeat the same day over the next day. So I think what you touched on there, Mitch, is we need to take care of ourselves. And I loved the statement that you made where I am good enough. I think people need to, to make that statement and have that positive affirmation. Like I am good enough. I was put here for a reason on this earth. I'm going to stay on my path and, and better myself each and every day and, and hopefully bring some people along with me. So I thought that was well put.
0: I'm going to challenge some of our listeners. I'm not going to share, uh, a time that I didn't feel good enough, uh, right now, but if you want to find out, uh, email us, the little things dot Mitch and at gmail.com share, maybe a time you didn't feel good enough, or just ask me Mitch at, uh, when I didn't and I'd be glad to share with them but I, I want to get some people involved we haven't had an email or had a lot of emails lately and uh, would sure like to uh, pick up that engagement so again email us at thelittlethings.mitchandjake@gmail.com, at gmail.com and uh, I'll share uh, maybe something in a, in a time in my life where I didn't feel good enough and what I did to overcome that before the end we revisit past episodes, uh, including reviews and questions from our audience, read a few shout-outs as well. Comments from our listeners are brought to you by Alan and Connie Fannin Foundation, which was created to enhance the quality of life for children. Thank you for the support of the little things. A quick shout-out, and then we'll get to our guest here, Jake. I'd like to shout-out Chris Ferreira out in California in his website, thebarkermedia.net. He included us on that. Jake, we've actually got a pretty decent following from Los Angeles. I've been out there one time, went to a UCLA-USD game, really enjoyed it out there, but uh, sure appreciate our West Coast following, uh, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, really appreciate it. Chris, we miss you, buddy. It's been a long time since we've obviously seen you, but... It's good to to stay connected. We're both kind of doing a project that we're passionate about and we really uh, appreciate you sharing our podcast on on your website there. Um, And we miss you, buddy. We used to have a lot of fun in college and and have had some really good conversations too. So thank you so much, Chris.
0: Again, one last time, their uh, website, if you want to check that out, thebarkermedia.net. We're joined now on the little things by a good friend of mine, uh, retired from the National Guard. And as you guys know, we have the National Guard that's been doing a lot of uh, sponsoring for us. They've been very impactful in my journey as a uh, motivational speaker, as well as the little things. Command Sergeant Major of the Recruiting and Retention Force. Sounds really cool, Corey. Um, Sounds really, really cool, but a good friend of mine. Welcome to the show, Corey Ravenberg.
2: Hey, thank you, Mitch. I'm I'm glad to be on air. I enjoy your podcast. And of course, you know, you and I have gotten to know each other really well since you were a young boy stater back in the day. And, uh, it's my pleasure to be on air. It's also been a pleasure to watch, uh, watch you grow into a great young man that you are. So I appreciate you having me on.
0: Well, you bet. I mean, and thanks for your service to our country. You want to give us a little bit of uh, your background, Corey?
2: Yeah, you bet. I can tell you a little bit about myself. So I, uh, um, originally, I'm just a young man, grew up in the good old town of Armour, South Dakota. I was an Armour Packer. I did, they're kind of by the wayside these days, but it was a great little town to grow up in. Uh, then serving in the National Guard. I just retired from the National Guard, as you mentioned there, Mitch, uh, after just about 28 years of service. Uh, best decision I ever made in my life. I wanted the best other than that. I uh, married to my, my wife, Michelle. We just celebrated our... 25th wedding anniversary we have three wonderful children uh, uh two of them are actually out of college already that makes me sound a little bit old and uh, my son's a sophomore in high school so um just living the best life here and i blessed beyond anything i could ever imagine mitch so
0: I was just going to say, when you brought up the best thing you ever did, I, uh, I was going to save you, Corey, because I didn't know if your wife does listen to our podcast or not. But uh, to put up with you, I mean, you've got to have a sweetheart there. <laughs> that, that
2: is a fact, and I was uh, I knew I could count on you to lift me up by the bootstraps if I missed something there, Mitch, so I appreciate that. <laughs>
0: uh, so first question, Corey, uh, this episode, episode uh, 28, we talk about not being good enough. We had a student write this at uh, Waverly South Shore. I guess name a time cory when maybe you didn't feel like you were good enough
2: yeah well i can um and i i thank you for prepping me a little bit for this miss but i would tell you like one one time that i probably even sometimes to this day i still tr- struggle with such as say I struggle with but it's been something that's helped me transform is it was uh go back a little bit in history to you um it was probably you know um December 2004 2003 2004 somewhere in that time frame and uh, the guard you know, they uh, they were source for deployment and they were headed off the Iraq, Iraq for deployment and uh, being in the position I was I wasn't going with them and at the time um you know I knew they were going on a dangerous mission and I knew uh you know a lot of those young men that were leaving were kids that I coached in little league baseball peewees and midgets and all that kind of stuff and uh you know through all that time and i just always felt that i was uh um i owed such a debt of gratitude to those guys and uh, you know i looked up to them so much and i just uh was just never as good as they were because um you know they just answered the ultimate call and and did their duty and uh well i did the best i could it was uh kind of a challenging time obviously nothing like they went through but um you know, I always use the analogy, of course, it's nothing like sports, but, and you can relate, Mitch, you know, if your team goes to play in a, in a big game, you want to be there with them, right? You know, at that time and throughout my career, um, I just always kind of felt like I, for a while there, I felt like I wasn't as good as some of these soldiers were, so I had to figure out ways to use that to um, to be better for them, if that makes sense, Mitch.
0: No, absolutely. I appreciate yeah. the elaboration, and, you know, I'm an educator, we've got recruiters that come in and... Uh, build those bonds with these kids and and i think you offer a lot more than you think i know you you had a good career and impacted a lot of kids i guess what my question is is when those folks came back uh, those kids you know the little leaguers that you coached how did how was that relationship afterwards
2: you know it was uh you know that's another thing i had a fear that my relationship would never be the same with those those young people that i coached and everything but uh It just goes to the testament of the quality of people they are, Mitch. They're still um, some of my best friends in the world, you know what I mean? I had my retirement gathering here not too long ago, and there was a whole bunch of them that were there to help me uh, celebrate, you know, and uh, through all that time, you know, the best thing I could always think to myself is, uh, whatever I do in life, um, I'm going to make sure that I give a thousand percent effort so that I can uh, make sure that their service had value and that I could, that I could show the respect that those guys deserve for, for what they did their service and sacrifice. But that relationship has been tremendous. I, I just love those young men. I always tell people, you know, it's not every day you get to go to work with your heroes, people that you look up to. And I look up to those guys so much. And I was pretty, pretty fortunate to go, go to work every day with people that I looked up to that much. So,
0: you know, I really enjoy talking with people that have a positive mindset, uh, this whole, um, yeah. doing the podcast, but, uh, I always get a kick out of bringing people into this, and this is a negative background. You know, uh, What is something you've given up on? When people look at this, they instantly think negativity, and you completely, like, I would say 75% of the time you've been on, um, you've talked about the positive, and I, I think that says a lot to you and the relationships that you've built, but I'm going to turn this right back around on you, Corey. What is something you've given up on?
2: Oh man, I tell you, when I was a young man, Mitch, I gave up on uh, um, change, like the ability of people to change. I always kind of thought that uh, you were born who you were and you are what you are, and like people never change. They just are who they are. You know, I just had a when I was a kid growing up, probably sophomore, junior in high school, uh, I went through a period with my father where he was a really heavy drinker and I thought he was always going to be a really heavy drinker and he'd never change. And that's just the way it was. And then I think it was my, my sophomore oh my sophomore, junior high school. Um, my dad decided that, uh, enough was enough. You know what I mean? And he, he made the choice to, uh, quit drinking, transform his life, you know, invested in his faith. Most, most importantly, he really invested in other people, you know, to help with his sobriety. And, uh, that, uh, I went from a point in my life where I just thought you're either a good person or a bad person and you never change. And uh, watching him change just uh, gave me such a belief that anybody, if they put their mind to it, they can change. And even, uh, um, you know, we lost him about five years after he got sober, but uh, that five years that I watched him change was probably about as positive a life experience as I've ever had, Mitch. So,
0: And I think that's probably looking back on that, that's, that's all your dad wanted. I mean, he, he... – looks back on a life of ups and downs and struggling and dealing with addiction but I mean I think if he had a conversation with you right now and heard that you know those last five years I think his whole life would be fulfilling and he'd have purpose and you know a vision which that's really cool that you, you touched on him and again I, I talk about it I'm going to bring it back up ask you a negative question you turn it positive that's pretty cool Corey uh, yeah, yeah. well you know
2: I know you and I, you and I have had a lot of Many conversations, Mitch. But the one thing is, uh, um, if you live life long enough, you got to realize that the bad things that happen to you are probably the things that are going to make you the person you become and how you handle those. So,
0: well, I think the, that leads right into this question. I mean, a lot of times we think negative in these things. What positives can be found in these situations?
2: Oh, the, the, just so much I can tell you. Like um, with with a guy, you know, when I said I didn't feel like I was good enough for the soldiers that I served with. Um, I tell you, it's, 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 my motivating wake up every day is to be good enough to honor the service of those soldiers. Everyone, the ones who came back, the ones that didn't come back. Um, the positive is, is that, uh, you know, you could sit here and mope about it or you can use it to make yourself better. Um, and, and I'm retired getting out, but those guys are still my heroes. And, um, you know, I use that as my motivation every way. And, uh, the change that I saw my dad go through, um, is still a change that I use today. Just, just to believe in people. You know, if, uh, if I tell people all the time, I'm the luckiest guy on earth because whether it's my family, my job, my career, it, it seems like I just fall in the middle of good people. You know, I'm just crazy lucky to always be surrounded by good people. Um, wherever I land Mitch and, uh, you know a lot of that probably is I find people that that believe in me and then I believe in those same people, and it just it makes for great relationships and None of it probably would be that way without the two things that you know I just mentioned happened in my life.
0: kind of look back on the things that you've done and the situations you've put yourself in and successful people tend to not take a lot of the credit for it and I think this is a strong case here again. we got Corey Ravenberg uh, from the uh, retired from the South Dakota National Guard. Uh, One of our sponsors here in Season 3, Command Sergeant Major of Recruiting and Retention Force, very dedicated man to our country, did a lot for the state of South Dakota during his tenure. And Corey, what are you doing right now?
2: Uh, So now that i have retired, I actually, uh, again, like I just said, Mitch, I fall into lucky situations. I I went to work for a company here in Platt, South Dakota called Summit Contracting, a great group of young people running the company as a matter of fact i'm quite sure i'm the oldest guy that works there so that's quite a title to carry but um i came into work uh as their operations officer and they've given me the ability to really work with people have them grow their business um and it's just been a great experience you know changing careers at 47 years old made a made a guy a little bit nervous but again when you when you land around good people um you seem to land on your feet every time so that helps a lot
0: well, I sure appreciate your time tonight, Corey. Uh, thanks for joining us on The Little Things.
2: Hey, glad you could have me. Mitch, you have a good one.
0: Yeah, thanks again, Corey. Thank you. Our last comments are brought to you by Safe and Secure Security Equipment out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They specialize in cameras and alarm door access. They work with schools, banks, medical facilities, and various commercial buildings around the Midwest and beyond. They're dependable, efficient, and get the job done right. Give them a call at 605 543 5068 for more details. Jake, last comments, real brief here. Um, what do you got for us?
1: Episode 28 in the books. As always, Mitch, enjoy the conversation. We've had a blast. And I think just to circle back the, the entire episode, take care of ourselves, guys. Listeners, take care of yourself. Um, you are good enough, as Mitch put it a little bit earlier. You are good enough. Take care of yourselves. Slow down. Turn the phone off. Get outside and, uh, and continue on uh, the path that you are meant to go on. So thank you so much for listening.
0: Tune in for the next episode. The question, what is something you've given up on? The answer to that question, trying to make friends. This is Mitch. And Jake. Signing out. This was a special presentation of The Little Things by Mitch and Jake. For more details on the podcast or the project, check out Mitch-Reed.com, It's Just Jake.com, or purchase Cardboard Confessionals on Amazon. And remember, the first step to
1: helping someone in need is understanding and appreciating what they are going through. Thank you for listening.